0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PB and J Show, presented by True North Media. And in fact, we might we might end up switching the show's name to the True North Podcast or something. We'll see. At this point, yeah. Just because we're going to be moving to audio only now, um, and that's that's what we're going to get into this episode a little bit. But just to intro it a little bit, Peter, why don't you why don't you talk about you know some of the upcoming changes for the pod and uh, just where we're, where we're heading with this?
1: Yeah. So obviously, Joe said, you know, we're moving to audio only. Um, you know, one of the biggest reasons for that is that I'm going to be moving out to to Omaha, Nebraska, and so obviously it'd be pretty difficult to have high quality visual like we've had. Um, and you know, we're both moving into a point in our lives where we're kind of we were in a stage where we were like in or post, like just post college, where we had a lot of free time. Um, but now both of us are going to be moving into jobs that are going to take up a lot of our time. Um, so being able to find that time to film a podcast and everything is going to be virtually impossible especially for the visual component to have it at the quality that we've had it so i think that's kind of motivated our decision to move to audio only um you know obviously we're both going through big changes in our lives and we'll go through that the rest of the, f- the podcast but just to kind of give an explanation for why we're moving to audio for yeah, the listeners out there
0: it's something that this podcast started as a something we wanted to do i guess for fun but in a lot of ways too it was more of like a a missions thing with how can we tie in our walk with christ with everything we're doing and that includes you know we want to talk about sports we wanted to talk about whatever we wanted to talk about but at the end of the day it was a mission and that's that's why we want to keep it going um obviously like peter was saying he's going to be in omaha nebraska you know i'm in ohio so and just like working full time um we're going to make the time to make this happen still like we're we still enjoy Definitely. making having these conversations and putting out a product that we're proud of and hopefully leading others to Christ along the way. Um, but yeah, video is just going to be for right now, at least we're going to take a break, um, and see kind of how we handle this transition to audio. I think it's going to be a lot easier, honestly.
1: Yeah. It'll definitely be easier to record because we don't have to worry about like setting up all the equipment. I mean, there isn't that much. We have the the mics, which obviously we'll still have the setup, but
0: it was um, a minimal setup for what it was. Right. But but it still still was without
1: a visual component. I feel like it's easier. We could just, get on a call together when we're both free and, and talk. And obviously that'll be stuff that will, you know, get figured out behind the scenes and everything. But I think, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not working 24 seven, so we're still going to have time to be able to record this. Right. Um, even if it's, you know, just recording a few episodes a week or one episode a week is really what we've been doing recently. Anyways. Um, I think that's going
0: to, and that's going to be our be goal. Best. I yeah. think we're going to try to do an episode a week at least. Uh, I mean, if we get into it and we see like, okay, we can handle maybe two episodes a week. That's something we could think about. And, and
1: if the demand is out there too, if, yeah. we, if we see, you know, that the interest continues to, to be there and maybe even grows when it's an audio component.
0: And, and right now the goal is, or just the reality is, we know that, you know, it's, we're probably going to have a few friends and family and, and people that know us listening to the podcast. And that's, that's okay. And that's what we want to do right now. Like that's at the end of the day, if we influence one person to be closer to God, that's you it's know, a victory. it's a victory in yeah. my opinion. So, um, that's the focus, you know, we got to focus on that. And and as long as we keep that at the forefront, you know, anything else that comes from it is kind of a bonus, you know, and that's kind of like the whole, you know, seeking God first and like all these things will be added unto you type thing. Like if right. we're seeking him first, we're making him the priority with everything we do, including this podcast. Then, I think it, it'll be a blessing to everybody that's involved. So Definitely. That's the goal, but why don't you go ahead and talk about some of, just briefly, some of the changes that you're going through, um, what's what's coming up on your plate, and yeah, just, just dive into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things, and we're going to talk about this kind of as the the main bulk of our podcast, is like depending on Christ, and I feel like that's something I'm going to have to do more of, because for... The last 22 years of my life, I've lived in the same home with my parents and I haven't been outside of that for probably more than like a week at a time. I think it was probably the longest I went without like spending, you know, a night at my parents' home, probably a week or maybe two weeks was about the longest I ever went. Um, and so obviously that'll be a transition because they've been people that I've been able to lean on. And obviously they'll still be there. I'll still be able to, you know, text them and call them and talk to them and everything. But I won't be seeing them literally on a daily basis when I'm going through you know, I know one of the episodes we talked about was doubts. And I think I've told you and said on the podcast before that when I've had those doubts, I've gone to my mom and dad to talk about it. So, you know, even just little things like that, I know will definitely be a big change. Um, And then also just moving into something that is very professional, moving into an actual, like real job, you know, um, I'm not here to, Take away from what I've done in the past, whether it's working at Chick fil A or, or Panera or LA Fitness or even the job that I had working for Flyer News. But this, I mean, this is real time. This is for real now. Um, and so I'd say those are probably the two biggest changes for me is just kind of being out of that, that bubble of being at home. Because, you know, for those who, who are listening, obviously Joe already knows this, you know, and he, he was the same way. We both didn't go to college in terms of, you know, living on campus, we were both off campus. Um, commuters during our time in college um, and so obviously that'll be an adjustment and I think and we'll get into this more but I just want to lead with this I think you know I know one of the, the things that we kind of have in like a mini outline here is talking about how um, you know what are some of the challenges with, with with change what some of the challenges but I think the, the key thing is is leaning on God in those times of change and I think sometimes change can be a, a thing that strengthens your relationship with God
0: because oftentimes when we do face change especially like major change like that God is the only thing we have to lean on, especially with your situation. You're moving so far away from home. It's like, you're gonna have to meet new people. You have to, you know, find a church and network and and those types of things. So it's like, God is the only, I mean, obviously beside your parents and like me, like if you want to give me a call or whatever to talk, but like, yeah, you're going to be tested heavily right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's consistent with a lot of change in our lives, like changing jobs, moving out, no matter what you're changing, it's uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, it it is important to focus on, you know, your your relationship with Christ in times of change, not only in times of change, I mean all the time, but especially in times of change, when we really need, um, that comfort and peace, just knowing that like our new situation is going to, it's going to be all right, you know, right. It's going to be uncomfortable at first, but it's um, a good thing. It's a good thing. And it's going to, it's going to help you grow. Like you said, it's going to help you mature and, yeah, the, the question is, like, how do we depend on him in times of change? So, you know, the first thing I want to go into with that is um, we've been going through the book of John at my church recently. Okay. I think we're going to be going through it, like, the rest of the year. It's um, a great
1: building block of Scripture. A, lo- a lot of people say, like, when you first come to Christ, that should be the first passage, the first book of the Bible that you read. Yeah,
0: and it's a great it's a great book for just understanding how kind of like Jesus and his disciples first interacted with one, one another mm-hmm. um, and how they were called to follow him and how they responded yeah and that's that's what i wanted to touch on because we were reading in my life group as well uh, this week about um i think it was john one about 20 to 43 45 and that passage when jesus is is he calls peter to follow him and it's funny enough when i was writing this this outline here i didn't even notice peter obviously yeah like that's your name yeah but when jesus you know called peter to follow him um and he responded and like it's it speaks to me because how Like, how are we going to respond when Jesus calls us to follow him? Mm -hmm. And that includes, you know, in times of change, when we really need to depend on him. Like, what does it mean to follow him in those scenarios?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, just addressing it that obviously for Peter and for all of the apostles, when Jesus called them, they all you know, went away from their, their comfortable lives, you know, for, for Matthew who was being a tax collector for Peter and Andrew and James and John who's being fishermen, you know, um, so many other disciples, I'm not sure what their other occupations were, but I'm sure they had some. Um, and so obviously they had to kind of turn away what, from what was comfortable to them and had to adjust to, to this new mission that they had in life. And so I think we should go into it. Obviously the disciples weren't perfect and we're not going to be perfect, but we should go into every moment of change, you know, just following, following what God's lead, what Christ's lead for us is.
0: What kind of challenges do you think that like change could present with like our walk with Christ? Anything specific that sticks out to you?
1: I think for me, I've grown up with the mindset and I've been, you know, taught by, by my parents and by pastors and everything, youth pastors and, you know, people that I've interacted with in the church. It's a time when you should lean on Christ. So I feel like, I'm able to do that but definitely a challenge that can be presented and definitely that I've you know sometimes fallen into is that sometimes um, you know change can kind of push you a little bit away from God because you were you're so worried about whatever the change is that you're not really focusing on going to God and seeing how he wants you to to address that change Um, and it's a time it's it's kind of like when you're when you're going through tough times and change can obviously be a tough time in in many different ways um, sometimes people will you know like maybe not outright curse god but be like why why is this change mm-hmm. happening to me you know why am i why am i going through this where instead the and it's it's, it's easier said than done I'll, I'll put that disclaimer out there it's a lot easier said than done um but instead of being like you know god why is this happening we should be like you know help god help me to grow through this present this opportunity to to help me grow as a christian and as as a person and so i feel like the biggest challenge that I could think of is probably just to not lean as strongly on God and to kind of even, even turn away a little bit.
0: I mean, yeah, like in your situation, you know, for example, moving like all the way out to, to Omaha, like what, what do you think is going to be a challenge for you? Like when you get there, is it going to be the fact that it is a new place? Is it going to be the fact that you don't know many people? Like, is it going to, like, is that going to, could that potentially take away from your, your time with God and your focus on your relationship with God? Or do you think that that's going to, Force you to lean into that even more.
1: I think when it when it comes to faith, I think a big challenge for me is kind of going to be finding a new church because I've always gone to the church that my parents go to. I've never been in a situation before where I have to to choose my own church and you know choose what sort of you know what sort of church environment I like. And you know I'm not I'm not too picky about the music or. You know how as long as as long as the pastor is pre- preaching from the word of no God, no trumpets on stage. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> no trumpets on stage. Yeah, no no speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean that I think I think that'll probably be the toughest, and just the c- connectivity with you know having to find people that I don't know. But I, I think growing up, I mean, you know this, and you've experienced the same. We've moved around a lot. And so we know what it's like to go into a new place and have to meet new people and become friends with them and everything and grow relationships. Um, So I don't picture that being too difficult. Again, the only thing is, though, obviously, the the comfortability factor is it's it's easier to do that when you have your parents there with you. But I mean, that's that's part of growing up in life is eventually, you know, your parents are going to be there with you.
0: I will say on that subject, just to interject quickly. Um, when I got my first apartment, when I was 20, I moved out on my own and I had my apartment for a year. And one of the biggest challenges for me that I didn't expect, but I faced was the amount of time you do have just on your own. It's a big adjustment, you know, because growing up you are with your family. Right. Like you're around your parents. You somebody's usually home. It's like yeah. your dad's and for home. Both
1: of us, you know, you have a an older brother and then I have two younger siblings. So we had siblings My too. My brother
0: was like always home when I was yeah. growing up. So it's you you are always with somebody, but when you get your own place and you're really truly on your own, it is a huge adjustment you don't see coming because all those times you come home and it's like, All right, you work eight hours a day, you're home eight hours a day if you're not if you don't have any plans. Mm-hmm. But just that amount of time you're at with yourself, it's like you have to be at peace with yourself, and you have to get comfortable with that routine. And you know, dedicating some of that time to reading, reading the word of God, and staying in prayer um, is going to be very important. I think not only for you, but just literally for anybody listening that's um, either not moved out yet, or maybe they're facing some of this on your on your own. Like it's so important to understand how to manage that time on your own because mm-hmm. it's not always great to be alone for. A long period of time I think it's important to have alone time definitely but it's important also to not let it get out of balance I, I 100% and agree with and like yeah. stay in your house by yourself for mm-hmm. extended periods of time did you have a like a comment on that
1: yeah I was just gonna say I had it and then I lost it for a second it's um, like alone time alone time I think the best way what you talked about is like and what I kind of talked about earlier is like kind of that change and then this alone time can be a time where you can kind of fall away from God I think the best thing that I've found to do is the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up and whether you do it on your phone or you do it like in a physical real bible um is spending time in the word and and praying make that the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning because obviously you're alone when you're doing that unless and you know unless when you're younger when your parents wake you up for school you haven't interacted with anybody yet and so if the first interaction that you have in the day is with god in the bible and in prayer that's going to first of all it's going to create after you do it for you know they say 21 days establishes a habit it's going to become a habit after you know a certain number of time because let's be um,
0: honest the last thing you want to do when you roll out of bed is like pick up a book and read even if right. it's the bible it right. is it is a habit you have to
1: establish establish and go and, through and that period it can period. be tough to get into that um you know i know it's it's you know the first day sometimes is easy and then the second day is a little bit less motivation to do it um i thankfully right now i'm in a place where it's You know, the one thing you do have to be careful about it, too, though, and something that sometimes I fall into this is making it too much of like a routine. Like it's a checklist. Like you just are like, okay, I have to do this to start my day. Um, And so that's definitely a a pitfall that can happen when, when you do that. But if you're genuinely interested and you try to pull something interesting out of what you're reading every day, that's the key. Like for me, I'm doing the I just last year I did the New Testament in a year reading every day. Those were obviously shorter passages this year. I'm doing the Old Testament in, in, in a year. And right now it's a little bit tough as I'm reading through Leviticus and some of that stuff is pretty
0: good luck when you get to Kings.
1: Yeah. The genealogies and everything. But yeah. um, what I try to do from those is pick out something every day that I can be like, I can apply that to, to m- myself now. And the, the thing that I found from Leviticus, I think it's like the end of chapter 15. I'm not sure how many verses are in the chapter, but it was something like it, like the previous few chapters were talking about like, all these things about being unclean, different things that make you unclean. And it was like, you have to cleanse yourself before you come to God from that time. What I kind of pulled out from that, and obviously this is my interpretation of it. Um, I'm no Bible scholar. I'm, you know, I like to look at the Bible and try not to do too much, like overthinking about it. I like to just take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought about that is like, we're so blessed now that we don't have to go and make sacrifices or sit in, in you know, like i forget what like this the routine of it was but like to cleanse Take an yourself for, like sacrifice seven, an animal yeah. sacrifice or like when you when you have some sort of like impurity being unclean as they would say in the, in the in the bible um you have to take like seven days and you can and you can't come to god you can't until come to the seven, temple mm-hmm. yeah and you can't come to god until like that time is up but now it's like even if we are unclean and sometimes especially if we're unclean in some way whether it's a sin or some of these things were like if there's like mold on your clothes or something like that so it's a little <laughs> bit like musty yeah <laughs> not quite <laughs> as you're must you don't but, pray man <laughs> <laughs> but what i took out of that is just like you know jesus sacrifice Allowed us now to be able to not like he was the ultimate sacrifice, and now we don't have to sacrifice. You know, a pigeon. Even, or even if we
0: even if we stank, we can still pray. Exactly, right? exactly, <laughs> and that, and that
1: goes physically, but then obviously more seriously, like even if in, your spirit stank, you can still exactly, pray. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But but that's you know, just trying to take take those like one one thing like that out of your daily Bible reading can make it more more than just a habit. And be, and, and maybe if you can't, a suggestion that I ha- it can have and something that I've done before is be like, God, what are you trying to show me from this? If you like read through it and you're like, I really can't find anything. And that there were certainly some passages that I read even in, even in Exodus, what I've gone through so far in Leviticus where it's like, how can I apply this to my life? But it's just like going to God and being like, what are you, what are you trying to teach me out of this passage today?
0: I think your point about reading the Bible and being intentional is very important. Like we, (laughs) for example, if you wake up in the morning and you just read the Bible and you're just reading it to get it over with, like you're saying, that's a problem.
1: Like reading a textbook or something. Right. So like the mentality,
0: the mentality you have to have to be intentional about taking something from the Bible or reading it with intention to let it soak in and speak to you. You have to have some sort of framework for why you're reading what you're reading. Like, you, if you just pick up the Bible and flip to a random page and start reading in the morning, every morning, with no direction, even that, you can probably still take something from that. But right. I think you need to have some sort of direction with where you're going. Like, you know, reading the Old Testament, reading the New Testament, or maybe aligning what you're reading in the Word with something that you're, you're learning in church or something that... Um, a topic that you want to to grow in, or a sin you're working on, like find scripture that that speaks to that sin, or
1: mm. just, you know what I mean. Or a just, devotional series, or something like yeah, that. those just are good things too.
0: Find a direction to go, and mm. I, like because it's so easy to feel lost with how big the Bible is sometimes. Yeah. To just like, where do I even start? You yeah. know, and I think just getting in a routine is is really important, um, but. Yeah, just finding a direction. And, then, like, there's so many ways to do that. But just if you just have at least one reason for why you're reading what you're reading, it will really help out.
1: And then, and then getting back to change, too, unless you have something that you wanted to add on no, to that. No, you can go ahead. Um, when you have something solid and habitual in a good way, habitual in a good way like this, it can help when you're going through change because you have this to lean on. You know, even when you don't have the same people, obviously, like in my situation. Like an established people. habit. Yeah, exactly. Know. And you have, you know, even when you're going through change in all other areas of your life, you have this, that's like, this time with God as a firm foundation.
0: That's like habits in general, bro. Like mm-hmm. if like working out, for example, Yep. or work, like any habit you establish, there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. There's like always mm-hmm. there's going to be times and you don't feel like doing it. like when you first move in your apartment, you probably are not going to feel like. Maybe the first thing, like when you got stuff thrown all over the place to pick up the Bible and pray, you're like, oh, I need to get this done. I need to get these, these things unpacked and mm-hmm. in place or whatever. But the thing that's going to keep you straight is that habit you've already built. You know, sure. what habits are like, are you putting in place in your life? Because like, you know, anytime you face hardship in your life, we all have hardship going, you know, stuff you face you don't want to deal with the thing that does keep you on track is like, all right, well, even though this didn't work or this didn't work out or this happened, I didn't want it to happen that way. You have something to fall back on. And not, not only is it your relationship with God, but also the habits and routines that you've built in your life. Like it doesn't obviously being Christians, everything, like everything comes down to your relationship with God, everything we do. Right. That's the foundation of simple things like disciplines, like, you know, um, your nutrition or your your workout routine or your morning
1: financial habits all that sort of thing yeah like
0: morning routines like all these things will help you when you face change so i guess that will kind of lead us into the next question which is like how can we commit to following and serving god in times of change like what can we do um for example when you move out or like if you move to a new city or you go into college what can we do to commit to follow and serve God like in those times of change.
1: I think it kind of ties in what we're talking about is just setting aside time to do that, making sure that you prioritize that because at, at the end of the day, all of us have some free time in the day. You know, it might not seem and like we can it always times, make time for, for things that matter. Exactly. Um, so there's always at least some time in your day that you have to be able to do these things. And I think once you realize the importance of that and you prioritize that and you set that time aside, then then you have the opportunity to, to commit to following and serving God and, and that you know putting time aside can also be you know you know specifically serving God can be setting aside time to um, you know help in the church whether it's I know you help with parking I've helped with sound at my church before or going on service projects all those sort of things are great ways to not only serve God but also to to help people who are in need um, especially like things like, we used to do like a a food pantry thing where we would like, they had like a market that homeless people could homeless or less fortunate people could come through and get food on like a few, a few Saturdays in the fall through our, through our church in Columbus that we used to go to. Um, I think it was like fruit of the vine is the pantry that, that we, uh, that we went to and helped them out. And you know, that's, it's a great way. Not only though, can you give those people food in terms of like the physical food, but you can also, you know, and I know this was something I wasn't specifically good at because I was younger, but you can also bring up bring up God. And I know mm-hmm. that's why I like doing this, because it's a little easier for me to talk about it like this than on, like, a one-to-one with somebody who's not a Christian, if I'm being honest with you. This is easier for me to do. That's a challenge but for everybody, I think. Yeah. How I mean, some people are gifted with you. I'd like, my dad is pretty, pretty much able to do that in any situation. Your dad,
0: right? I feel like, could talk to anybody with no problem, like, about yeah. that. It's just... His personality—he's yeah. so open. Yeah, like you make anybody feel comfortable. But I think it's interesting when you're talking about serving God in times of change. I think a lot of times people think of serving God as like a physical act, or physically being at your church and doing something like serving in a ministry or something. Which don't get me wrong—that that absolutely is serving God mm-hmm. in every definite by every measure of the definition. But. I think like you're saying, serving God can also can also be um, and maybe it should be more of a focus of witnessing to others. And how are we doing that? You know, and I've, I've had actually conversations recently in my in the workplace this new job I have of like, how do I go about that conversation? You know, because you get hired, like for example, I got hired with a certain number of people in my department and we, we've gotten somewhat close, obviously, you know, you spend time with each other in training and
1: you're going through the same experience as them too. So you can kind of connect. Yeah.
0: And you notice when you get to know people, everybody has their hardships. Everybody has like their, their struggles and everything. And I just feel so, I feel for people who don't have God to fall back on or to, to lean on when they're dealing with these struggles. And I've thought about like, how do I, how do I approach that conversation about Christ with them without coming off as, I don't know, judgmental or right. not even judgmental, but just like you kind of feel like out of place talking about that in the workplace. It's yeah. like, that's something that
1: it's kind of like save that for, you know, save that for outside of work is kind of sometimes how people feel about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that's, that's serving God as well Is how, how can we get better at talking to others about Christ, you know? And I think it's a skill. I think it's like a, it's almost like a muscle we have to work up because, um, I don't know. I think there's ways to do it. Like, there are certain ways you can go about it that are not as, like, intrusive, I guess you could say.
1: Intrusive or kind of overwhelming for you to do it. And I, I like what you said about the weights because it's kind of like you can't, you can't start out lifting weights for the first time and squat 500 pounds. You know, you have to build up to that. You have to start with the lighter weights and you have to build up, um, and so it kind of is the same way with, like, sharing your faith. You don't start by saying, like, you're going to hell, you need Jesus, here's here's what you need to do. You know, that's that's not the way to go about it. It's kind of like just, I mean, and there, are, every conversation that you have with somebody, maybe not every conversation, but especially if you talk with the same people over and over again, at some point or another, faith or religion or something else that can tie into that will come up.
0: And it's almost like you get a foot in the door. Exactly. It's like... Cause I've noticed, for example, like even if I mention, like, Oh, like I have, you know, if somebody invites me to go do something and I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I have my, my group from church tonight or something. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you just say that, like that opens up conversation, like, yep. Oh, like where do you go to church? And if they ask where you go to church you can say, where do you go to church? You can say, you know, why don't you come out sometime or something like yep. that. And then you can kind of gauge their openness toward God from like how they talk about, that conversation you know if they're completely shut off to the to the even mentioning church you're like all right clearly wow. like they they're probably like a militant atheist type person it's like right, I don't yeah, want to yeah. I don't want to try to get them to come to church especially yeah. at work
1: one the, the one thing just quickly I want to add to that is it's at the end of the day also it's not we shouldn't make it like we're the ones who are trying to to get them to go to church at the end of the day we, we leave it to God to work on their heart we You plant the seed. We plant the seed, and we're the messengers that God that God puts on this earth to to minister. But at the end of the day, He's the one who works on their hearts, and He's gonna you know He's gonna push them and uh, poke them towards you know wanting to talk about God or wanting to go to church.
0: That's also an interesting point to talk about too, because I know in in John, like I said, we're going through the book of John, First John, or yeah, no, just not First John, because there's. First Four. and second John, and then, First, then second and third, third John, John and yeah. then you have regular John, like right. we're just going through John. But in the, in the book of John, uh, we're talking about, my life group again was talking about, you know, Peter's response to Jesus telling him to follow him. Um, he's pretty, it, there's not too much detail on it, but he pretty much was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow you. Right. But then you talk about somebody like Nathaniel and he was kind of a little bit more hesitant, you know, and it took more time yep. to get him to go, to commit to follow Christ and that's an interesting topic because we were talking about that and i know there's people in my life that i've seen over the years that they just take more time Mm -hmm. to get to that point to where they want to follow christ
1: definitely i definitely know some people like
0: i you know me personally like i was saved from a young age and Mm i feel like i've been always been open to following christ but i'm not like everybody else and like there's a lot of people that just takes time you have to be patient and like you were saying, you plant the seed and you kind of just do what you can and then give it up to God. And exactly. it's like, at this point, I've done what I can do and just pray that, you know, maybe like Nathaniel with some more time and convincing that they, they see the light, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a really cool passage for that. But before we before we um, talk about this verse in Ecclesiastes, why don't you go ahead and read, I put Isaiah 43, a passage. um at the bottom here about yeah. israel being unfaithful and kind of a time of change for them and, and kind of like how god responded to that and we can kind of touch on that as well so if you want to go ahead and read yeah. that
1: and again just to preface this a little bit this is kind of like joe said kind of talk about when israel was unfaithful and so that can happen when we're going through changes we can become we kind of talked about it earlier in the podcast we can kind of become separated from god instead of leaning on him so this is isaiah 43 verses 14 through 19 This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick, Forget the former things; do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing; now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland.
0: So, kind of the end of that is—it's kind of tie it, that that ties into what we're talking about because yeah. no matter what, and we see we saw this many times in the Old Testament, like Israel being unfaithful and God continually being forgiving towards them yeah. and giving them a second chance. Yeah. But even at the end of this passage here, when he says like, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it like that? That really speaks to me because we are, as Christians, we're constantly going to be falling short of the mark, you know? And even in times of change, when we're, when we're dealing with difficult situations, like God is doing a new thing for us, you know? And, And he's always planning and he's always his will is always going to be perfect and it's always going to be done regardless and that just gives me so much peace when i'm thinking about changes i'm going through and i'm sure you too if, if, if there's anything you want to to go into about this scripture we can hear what yeah. you have to say on that
1: i definitely i think verse 19 probably or 18 too i think those two probably most apply to what we've been talking about 18 is good too yeah forget the former things do not dwell on the past and that doesn't mean that we can't you know Remember the past, because if that was the case, then I would. When as I move away, I would forget everything that's that's here in recording this in the Columbus area. And mm, then I know some people that have done that. Yeah, not going to that, say any names. Okay, that's that's not what it's saying <laughs> here, but um, I think what it's what it's implying here is don't don't think on the bad things that have happened in in the past. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm d- see, I'm doing a new thing, and I think that kind of is like. Even in the former things, in the past, when we've turned away from God, he's doing a new thing. Um, and I like also what it says, "I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I think sometimes, especially both of us working in, you know, secular businesses, sometimes that can feel like a wilderness and a wasteland, and just the world in general outside of church can feel like that. Um, and so I think that's really encouraging to see that, you know, kind of a reminder that, that God can... Have a, a new thing spring up, kind of implies here, like a, kind of like a plant springing up out of out of the the wasteland. Let me, so I think. That's really encouraging.
0: I want to add a, a verse here that I just that came to mind. It's Romans 8:28, um, and it says, "And we know that all things work together for good that to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose." So, everything that happens in our lives, um, if we are saved and if we love God, we know that they are working for the good for us and which is amazing because we're not the focus you know we're here to serve god and spread his and to build his kingdom and like Mm -hmm. our satisfaction and our desires to a certain degree are not even really that important and and it's just amazing that god even even though that's the case that we're not the center point of, of, of this life he still tells us like okay but it's still like all these things are still going to work for the good for you too. Like it's not, yep. he's humble and, and merciful enough to like include us and like, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. ensure that we are going to be happy and right. maybe not all the time, but just right. He'll, um, he'll lead us end through the struggles.
1: The end result, ultimately, even if, even if this life on earth is filled with, uh, I think I said that right. The word, I don't like? know if the, I
0: don't know if tumultuation is a word. I know like tumultuous,
1: T- tumultuous times. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I think I might have just made a new. That word That might there. be a word. I don't, I don't know. know. But through the the tumultuous times, I'll say it like that this time. But through through the the tough times in life, you know, even if that lasts for for the whole the whole of our lives, it is a word. Yeah, it's a word. Okay, cool. It just sounded weird when I said it. It sounded like I was speaking in tongues right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so wait, so
0: you can speak in tongues, but the church you go to can't? How does that work?
1: I don't know. It's just how it can is. Can you play a trumpet too? Yeah. In the crowd? Just yeah. not on stage? No, not on stage. Definitely <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> Bring a trumpet to church and just play yeah, just from play the crowd?
1: But if they, they, they say they want to, that they can. <laughs> <laughs> no. Obviously. That would, I don't know if I've ever been to a church, actually, that they, that they play a trumpet. Have you? Bring a saxophone? That would be No. Be I've, cool. I don't
0: think I've ever been to... Well, you got to keep in mind, I've never really... I've been to a lot of churches. <sighs> Whatever. I know. I've never seen a trumpet in church.
1: Yeah. I don't think I have either. No. Um,
0: I've seen flags. I've seen people like running with flags and dancing and it was okay. like church of God stuff. It was okay. Bizarre. But yeah. not trying to offend any church of God listeners we have out there. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> some of it's uh interesting, yeah, say definitely. the least. But yeah, kinda just, you know, to wrap this all up about change, um there's one more one more scripture that I uh I wanted to talk about. And you can I don't know if you want to read this or do you wanna you want me to read it and you can kinda give your thoughts on it? up to you i'll go ahead and read it so it's ecclesiastes 3 1 um says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens so again well i guess what first of all what comes to your mind when you read that
1: just that life is is full of changes where we'll go through different seasons in life and seasons obviously are just part of the natural order of things on earth you know you have life and death and then life again and um I think that's kind of how, how change can be in life. It's kind of the same way as seasons. We'll go through seasons where, I mean, I personally like winter, but where we go through times (laughs) where life is cold and it's, you know, snowing and icy on us and there's, you know, we slip and fall and all the, all the bad stuff that can come with winter. Um, Again, I personally like it, but to a lot of people, the, the bad things of winter that can be, you know, represent the tough seasons that we go through. But then we also have times where the sun is shining. It's, it's warm. Um, or, a, or a fall chill in the air that's that's my perfect weather but um
0: that's a great analogy too because like, yeah. think about for example you could easily tie that into people uh you know just seasons in our lives like mm-hmm. let's say you feel like you're going through a dark winter right now you know but you know for a fact like when when it warms up those trees are gonna the ice is gonna melt off mm-hmm. the sun's gonna come out you know the flowers are gonna start budding like you know, it's like spring season comes and everything grows and it's green and it looks pretty and everything. And that's kind of like an analogy for like you're saying with our lives. And I think that's a, that's a great way to put it because it says a season for every activity under under the heavens There's a time Mm -hmm. for everything. So just understanding, like there's just having the understanding as believers that we should expect the hard times. Mm -hmm. We should expect change. We should expect seasons that we're not going to really enjoy that much. But why is that? Because, there's a season for everything. And I think almost if we don't have the bad seasons, we can't really appreciate the good ones as much. I definitely agree with that. that?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to add to that, like it helps you to, to grow as a person, just like a a seed will grow into a, a tree or a plant or something like that. Um, even though it seems like nothing can grow on the ground that's outside right now because of all the snow that's been on it, eventually in spring there will be corn and soybeans and whatever other plants. Oh, you can there'll think be of. tons of corn in Ohio. Oh, yeah. You better believe that. It'll and be even, even, more I I am. even more in <laughs> Omaha. Jeez. <laughs> I'll be seeing nothing No wonder corn you're, corn you're corn talking fields. about corn. I completely forgot. You're about to be a corn husker out here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm no, I'm not turning away from the Buckeyes. but they'll, they'll have to be my secondary team. I might have to oh man be close out there but that's like
0: the best thing you could have done if you went to nebraska <laughs> is ditch the ohio state buckeyes man be a corn husker <laughs> ditch the most you don't, annoying like you don't like you don't most like Scott annoying Frost, team though. in the freaking nation man
1: you know you know they're playing today right in basketball ohio, ohio state, state michigan. yeah michigan yeah, 6 p.m on espn michigan Although this will come out probably after that so they just we'll see what happens but
0: they just took down uh purdue you purdue, see that big time win yeah. number three purdue they spanked yeah. them
1: yeah, it was a like de- 80, dominant eighty-two win. to
0: like fifty-six or something. Yeah. 82-58? It was crazy. Yeah, I did see that. But Michigan's been struggling. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Michigan basketball.
1: It's all right. Ohio State just lost to Rutgers. Oh, the Rutgers has been beat, beating a bunch of good teams this year, they beat Michigan State and I think they might have beat Purdue too. Hmm. Rutgers is actually they're beating the good teams. They lose to the bad teams, but
0: aren't they better in basketball than they are in football? Oh yeah, like way better.
1: Yeah, or at least at the current stage. Obviously, they're a long time football. I don't know if I'd call them powerhouse, but they've been established for a long Maybe time. Maybe, like,
0: average house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they don't have a lot of power in the house <laughs> now. The electricity bill is pretty low. they got low. a generator, though. A generator yeah. works for most stuff. Well, you and know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay well and i a think generator can get you through the tough seasons to tie it back to <laughs> what we we're talking about a generator can get you through the winter you storms may not be able to bake cookies
0: storms. you know you may not be able to bake cookies or anything <laughs> but you can you'll have uh heating and stuff heating
1: and lights maybe sometimes <laughs> every <once in> a <laughs> maybe. <while. laughs>
0: okay well i think that's a good place to wrap this episode up um i'm happy with how it turned out i think that we gave a lot of uh takeaways for people that are going through change and i know you and i are going through some changes and moving and new jobs and uh, life is is changing for us and we'll probably look back on this phase and and be grateful for the change but right now it it may not feel the greatest always you know yeah it's exciting change can be exciting but it also can be anxiety inducing and um our hope is that anybody who's experiencing change that heard this episode hopefully we gave you guys some peace we want to encourage you guys to read these scriptures we talked about: Ecclesiastes three one, Isaiah forty three, um, John is a great book. Um, just understanding how we can follow Christ and everything we do, and that's about everything I have to say. So, anything you want to add before we close this out?
1: Um, I don't think so. Again, just to any conclusions the out there is you know change is a good thing. Just like when sometimes when you're working out, a muscle might hurt a little bit; it's going to grow. Or when you know the winter creates a place where you couldn't imagine there being any plants or growth, um, or life, um, eventually the good, the good things will come out of that. You'll get, you know, the sun will come up and you'll get, you know, the life that comes from, from the spring season, from the summer season. So just remember, I know that's, it's easy to say, and it's, you know, it's one thing to hear it, but just truly know that, you know, there, there will be good that comes out of the bad.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I think this episode will probably be on Spotify and Apple podcast or something like that. I don't know how that's going to work quite yet, but um, wherever you're listening to this at, we just, again, we thank you guys for listening. We, we hope you'll uh, subscribe or follow the podcast or however that works on these platforms. Right. I don't know how it works quite yet, but with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. So have a great day.